You're listening to Biz Souls, the business podcast with an edge, hosted by me, Rona Lewis, and Jeffrey Hansler. Tune in for perspectives and discoveries about the changing world of business. It's time to connect to the heart, soul, and humor of how business gets done. Welcome to Biz Souls. It's Biz Souls time, Jeffrey. Well, howdy doody. <laughs> I'm Rona Lewis. I'm Jeffrey Hansler. And... This is Biz Souls, where we get to the heart and soul of business and the people that make it happen. We are getting smoother and smoother every time we do this, aren't we? Yes, and, <laughs> and uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully. We uh, can only hope. That's right. Today's topic is about changing behaviors that are not working for us and... Kind of like what we just did. <laughs> not letting your brain uh, fool you into thinking you're doing the right things. Yeah. So what are we talking about with our topic? Uh, we're talking about changing behavior. So that means we're talking That's a tough. little bit about emotional intelligence. Yeah. And well, um, actually, Jeffrey, we're talking a lot about emotional <laughs> intelligence. Well, I'm going to come up short in that discussion. Um, uh, so our, our, we've got a couple of points. The first yeah. point is what if you're trapped in your current behaviors? That, mm -hmm. That's not good, especially since the world is, is changing. Well, and, you know, I, I don't always think, you know, changing behavior is fine if it's not working for you. However, <laughs> if something isn't working for somebody else who I'm really annoyed with, I don't care to change it. <laughs> well, the rest of us. Thank you, Rona. Yeah. And I noticed is that it uh, you threw in it. <laughs> you threw in the little butt language with the however. Okay. Yeah. So uh, main point number two is why should you invest in learning to change your behaviors? Well, I, I, again, I think it's because the world is changing pretty radically on us. And I, I think business is going to change even more. I think we've just, we're just seeing the beginning of behavior changes. And then the last point is, is what do we always do? Tips, suggestions, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we're quite predictable Try on those this. things. Try this. I know. I know. We're very vanilla on the, on the, on the format. Yes. And yes, yes, it helps because yes. sometimes we may give you something that's a little surprising. Okay, let's, uh, let's go back to point one. Okay, we will. All right, did a little adjustment on the soundboard there. I was Thank coming you. in a little what? hot. What? I was coming in a little hot. We'd switched uh, things, and I had your settings, and you had my oh, settings. Oh, is that, is that why I'm, I'm hearing my voice when you... Yes, okay. exactly. Okay. Right. So uh, let's get back to our, main, our no, point number one. Yeah. Uh, what if you're a prisoner trapped in your current behaviors? You know, it must be time to review and get an appeal. I like that. That was a great title. That's good. That, see, that's you came what, up. You did a no, great job. Yes, and you're the one who watches Goliath every week. So I do. I love Goliath. Billy Bob Thornton, you're fantastic, and you dodged a bullet. Brad didn't dodge that same bullet. You did. Good for you. Okay, and but I absolutely we digress. We digress, and I absolutely think she's amazingly as an actress. Okay. So, um, what are we talking about? I got totally distracted uh, on that. I got lost. We I just not, went through all yeah. the movies. We Brad are not as cool as we think we no, are. We are basically. Not. It's um, you know we we uh, for those of us who have a high opinion of ourselves, we um, <laughs> yeah we don't. We, we you know kind of are are misinformed basically yeah we lie to ourselves yeah, all the time oh uh, yeah yeah and and it's never our fault it's always somebody else's fault that's right 
It's the world's fault. It's because this has changed. That's a, that is, with that kind of thinking, you're guaranteed to kill any possibility of changing because you just, you're not open to um, feedback from the world. Yeah. Do you think it's uh, a result of nature or nurture? Ah, where do our behaviors come from? Yeah, that's the big thing. Look, I think it's a combination of both nature and nurture. It's who you learn from, who you're impressed by when you were a kid, um, who were you excited with. You know, I, I mean, my dad was this engineer, very stoked, very conservative, very this. The neighbor next door was wild and crazy. He was the fun guy. He was the guy that would get all the fireworks during Fourth of July as a kid. We loved him. He was the guy that had the van. We'd go camping in the van. Whereas my dad was very, you know, camping has to be done a certain way. So I, it was like I had two different influences that affected me that way. So nature and nurture, I, you know, I, you know, product, biological product, my parents, and uh, got a lot of nurture from, uh, you know, the neighbors and and their parents, and also the kids and how they acted too. How about you? I'm still taking in the 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 fact that you had a conservative father because <laughs> the way you act sometimes. <laughs> Where'd he go? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And my dad actually for his his background is no we're, we're gonna digress. We were we won't get into it. We'll get yeah. into he was an immigrant from Switzerland, came here when he was twenty two. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's, he's very proud of being an American. So there you go. That's, which is fantastic. Um, I actually, uh, thought of Dr. Stuart Brown, who is a favorite of mine because he's like the godfather of, of play. He started the, the National Institute of, of Play. And if you've heard me speak before, I have mentioned him because he is a, a, a staple in my, uh, my, my learning and experience, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, how he got started in the the play research arena is that he uh, researched uh, psychopaths and and sociopaths, and what the, the one commonality that they had was um, the fact that they weren't allowed to play as kids, and that affects uh, how your brain develops and it affects your emotional intelligence. So all of these type people have low emotional intelligence and um, they're usually narcissistic and fearful so that if anybody says anything bad or, you know, something that they, they, they just take the, the weirdest thing as a slight against them and their very core of, of being, which is, you know, why they go shooting up schools and things like that. So. Well, a lot of, uh, Sociopaths, psychopaths, from from things I've read, are they're very intelligent. Yeah, intelligence has nothing to do with emotional intelligence, and right, which know, is self awareness, self awareness, yeah, self management. Mm -hmm. So they don't self manage. Maybe they are self aware, and then they just don't self manage, and they and they and they because they're narcissists, they manage other people. They're yeah. aware of other people and how to manipulate them, so they do it. So. Um, what does that have to do with the rest of us who are just trying to change normal behaviors? I mean, are we off track talking about emotional intelligence? Why, how does this apply to changing behaviors? Um, well, because you really have to, um, you have to understand um, how you think and, and what your triggers are, you know, just kind of go in. Um, and... Um, you know, there's uh, it's 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 not just about being book smart. It's about street smarts. You know, it's it's 
um, fluid in intelligence and crystal intelligence. Those are the official uh, names of it. And you can be high or low in one, in in both, and also have high and low emotional intelligence. So, so what's fluid intelligence? Fluid intelligence is basically common sense. It's kind of um, just dealing with um, with you know complex information, having conversations, trying to figure out puzzles and you know 2d versus 3d and then um and then just dealing with it whereas uh crystallize is is facts um skills learning knowledge that that sort of thing so photographic memory that'd be crystal intelligence yeah because and then everything. fluid intelligence would be somebody who's got a lot of street smarts right okay yeah common sense okay and so none of those those again do those have anything to do with um our ability to change behaviors and I, I don't think we know. I don't know if studies have been done on that. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I personally think that the more common sense you have, the, more, the, the quicker you will see the benefits of a changed behavior. So, so the only way I can relate to this is <clears throat> through a failure story on my part. Um, I have a tendency to get impatient. And that's a surprise, I'm sure, to everybody. And uh, sometimes, especially when I own my own company, when people would uh, take a long time getting to their point, I'd finish their sentence for them. And I was very, very good at it. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they appreciated the effectiveness of that in meetings, right? Oh, That's sure, the way because I it just it. It cut the, uh, the, the meeting time in half. <laughs> yeah, it was many years later, I was on a board, and these guys were doing it. And finally, one guy finally said, if you finish my sentence one more time, I'm going to go out and get a gun. Real good group I was working with. <laughs> Class um, act, he is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Except it did make the point that, hey, maybe this is something I have to deal with. So it was kind of like breaking through that. And I think maybe when you're talking about sociopaths and psychopaths, um, no, I they don't talking, care. Yeah. They don't care to be broken into. Although I still think they have that shell around them that protects them. And I had this shell. I couldn't look at the the impact. on You're laughing. What are you laughing because, about? Because it's... I'm sorry, it's narcissistic behavior. Really? Thinking that, yes, dear. If enough people tell you that something is is wrong or roll their their eyes, you know, if it's and you're not concerned with hurting people um, emotionally, of course, not like whacking them, um, uh, hurting people or upsetting people or annoying people, because you know you your your thinking. Is is just about you. So you know? so wait a second though. So that's a, that's a very narcissistic behavior. You you don't know your audience. You're not paying attention to your audience. Okay okay. So now this is where it gets a little dicey, and I love this conversation. It gets dicey because at work, managers and leaders, a lot of them think that hey, people are going to get annoyed when they say hey, focus on work. You need to get working on this. Hey, this is a higher priority than that. What are you doing standing around talking about this stuff? Let's get some stuff done. So at work, it almost, are you, is, is that an environment that if you're, you have narcissistic behavior, it just supports that? No, because the reason that you are having this behavior at work is because of the company. The reason that you're having this behavior outside of work is because of yourself. 
Well, okay, so the world is changing. That's the whole thing we're, we're, we're talking about is the world needs to change behaviors that the, that a narcissistic behavior in work isn't going to work anymore because people have so many options mm -hmm. and they've learned that they can't uh, really trust organizations because organizations are basically looking out for themselves and sacrificing people maybe. That, uh, I, I think that's a, a valid point. So why is it? Why should we? learn to change our behavior. That's our point, too. Well, and I think it's because, um, first of all, um, I, the world is changing. You're not going to stop that. It's, is uh, it? <laughs> really. Yeah, co uh, we've got COVID. We also have different ideals. We have new generations coming up with new expectations. Mm -hmm. So you really have to adapt to it. And we've seen adaption in how companies and organizations are run. Yeah. I mean, in the old days, uh, there was a big separation between the uh, executive team and the workers. Yeah. I mean, you did, the executives got everything, and the workers were basically lucky. They had a job. washroom. They yeah. had the executive washroom. Oh, exa exactly. And um, then they had secretaries and uh, administrative assistants and different, all of that. Different is, dining rooms. That's going away. And now more and more people have access to information. And so we have an intelligent workforce coming. Mm -hmm. And so you can take advantage of that. So there's all kinds of reasons to change behaviors. The, the first thing, though, is you've got to, um, in my mind, you've got to, um, got to be aware of, of, of you've got to let this behavior, you've got to become aware of the behaviors that need to be changed. You have to go within. Go within. So how do you, so basically maybe we should have titled this getting past narcissistic behavior. Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the higher your emotional intelligence, the less narcissistic you are. I, uh, you know, and I, I, I can't say that with certainty because I am not a, a scientist and I, um, you know, I, I may be totally wrong. Um, and I'm, I'm saying it anyway. This is uh, just from my level of, of common sense, and that could be debated whether I have any or not. Um, that would, would seem to make sense because uh, those people are more aware. So they're more willing to change when they see that their behavior is, um, is inappropriate or you know, whatever the case may, may be. So one of the things, um, uh, and this is, describes human beings in general. This mm -hmm. isn't just you know people... Um, we have this illusion of familiarity about ourselves. Uh, and the best analogy I heard was it's like, okay, you've driven a car for 10 years and mm -hmm. you're familiar with this car. It doesn't matter your familiarity with the car. You still can't predict when it's going to break down. Right. Yeah. And the same with us. And the breakdown is not, is, um, a breakdown in, and, um, and not being able to identify the bad behaviors that are interfering with getting stuff done at work or behaviors that we've carried over from the past that are no longer effective, mm -hmm. no longer appreciated, or no longer uh, even tolerable, tolerated. Yeah. So. Well, and that's, yeah, and if you have yes men around you or women, then it probably t would take even longer because you don't, because they give you permission for, for that bad behavior. Yeah. We did, um, we did a little research and we found out that people are are pretty accurate at reflecting behaviors that they both have a high emotional component and that they can see. Mm -hmm. So, for example, if you ask somebody to describe how do you think you're going to do public speaking, if they were nervous before and they got high anxiety, they'll be able to describe that accurately to mm -hmm. you. Uh, the problem comes in 
when um, with desirable traits. So with desirable traits, we have a very poor self-awareness. So for example, most people like to think of themselves as generous. And so they rate their generosity way off the scale of what they actually do. And the same goes for intelligence. Yeah. That's a desirable trait is intelligence. I have people, a, um, people rate themselves much higher on the intelligence. I scale. have a desirable trait. Oh, what's yours? I want to be five foot ten. <laughs> That's a desirable trait. No? Actually, no. There are ways to accomplish that. A little bone graft, um, a little, you know, sawing in the bone. Can I have someone else's legs? Yeah, there's something like that. That are five five inches longer than mine. (laughs) Okay, sorry. And then one of the other things is um, uh, our uh, our desirable trait is we want to be (laughs) non-biased, and (laughs) and so people are like, I am not biased. So they have a bias on. It's a Their horrible circle. Yeah. It's, it's just a catch-22. Yeah. And, They're uh, biased about their bias. Yeah, and then our brains. We know our brains can blind us to things that we're not looking for or focused on, and they can also blind us to things that right. we don't want to experience. That's why we can't see the color blue if we're not looking for it. So, again, this kind of gets to Ow. how do you get to emotional intelligence? You just ignored which, that color thing. Okay, fine. I'm sorry. No, I, no, no. Because no. he wasn't listening. I was thinking about what I was going to say. I'm so sorry. What did you say? Repeat right. it. I said it's that's why people can't see the color blue if they're not looking for it. What are your colorblind? <laughs> oh, that's right. You're colorblind. Yeah, I'm partly colorblind. <laughs> You're screwed, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really bad. It was bad enough to keep me out of the academy. Anyway. At least that's what they told him. Yes, okay. exactly. <laughs> so we've talked about EI and um, we've talked about some of the issues of it. Why don't we, um, I want to hit some facts. Oh, you love your facts. I do love facts. Throw them in there, baby. So one of the things about emotional intelligence that we really need to focus on for the new world is empathy. Yes. And that's one of the behaviors we need to change. Correct. We need to have more empathy for what's going on. And more empathy means instead of having the people uh, mold to the organization, the organizations, which organizations don't mold, their manager and leadership needs to mold and develop more empathy for what's going on Mm -hmm. and open themselves up. For example, again, not to reiterate this for the millionth time, uh, Sorry, Sorry about that. I, it was a glass I told, him, way. To, I told him to, to move, move the glass, glass and, I and didn't. he didn't. So there okay. you go. So uh, yeah, why listen? Um, empathy. Hi, uh, yeah, and empathy. high emotional intelligence. <laughs> okay, I've lost my train of thought. Where are we? Um, uh, we were uh, yeah, empathy. The study. Oh, empathy. Corn fairy. Exactly, and I keep hitting this point. You know, before the COVID, if you asked to work at home, it was like, no, we can't have that. It's not the company policy. We don't allow it. Now, all of a sudden, it's acceptable, and there there have been a lot of benefits of it. There are some mm. drawbacks to it too. The horse is dead. Okay, no, I'm going to ride that horse forever. We're going to because some of the companies are trying to go back. They're yeah. trying to get rid of work at home. Anyway. So a Corn Ferry study found they did a survey of 55,000 professionals across 90 countries, and they found women score higher than men on all 11 of 12 emotional intelligence competencies except for emotional self-control, where there's no gender difference. And I find that fascinating because, you know, the uh, the white men who rule the world say 
that uh, you know women aren't as as good in the in the workplace because they're too emotional. And this study says you lie. We're basically the same when it comes to emotional self control, and we are better at basically everything else. Yeah, you know, bring out that bad about just group us all together. I was never part of the old boy network. I was never invited. They because you because like you don't like to admit you're over forty. That's why. <laughs> Anyway, go ahead. Anyway, going on with the survey. Yes. Corn Ferry results, women were 86 more likely than men to be seen as consistently demonstrating emotional self-awareness as a competency, and women were 45% more likely than men to be seen as demonstrating empathy consistently. We are more empathetic. You know, we, we are the, the nurturers. You know, that's the way we were brought up, and I think part of it may be in our DNA. You know, going back to the hunter-gatherer time that we, you know, took care of hearth and home and our cavemen, you know, chased saber-toothed tigers, whatever. Um, so I think we're naturally empathetic, which makes us better salespeople um, and I believe better leaders because we take other people into consideration. So uh, maybe it was getting back to Dr. Stuart Brown and play. Maybe it's the way you guys play. I mean, you play and, and have conversations. We and share, stuff. yeah. Um, we just played. We would go and have battles, and we would mm -hmm. have war games, and we'd have, you know, it was all challenge and rah, rah, and who, you know. Challenge and what? Well, you just a lot of te uh, testosterone games, if you will. Or, I, 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 I. Yeah, it's a new game. It's coming out from Milton Bradley tomorrow. All right. So, uh, Dr. Richard Boyatzis. <laughs> And doctor, if I pronounce your, wrong, your name wrong, I'm so sorry. Um, you should have made it easier for people like me who can't. Anyway, research shows, however, see, I'm blaming the outside world instead right. of just learning. Okay. Research <laughs> shows um, that uh, if men acted more like women in employing their emotional and social competencies, they would be substantially and distinctly more effective in their work. So we can learn from women in general, and there's a lot. And basically, if, if we're not going to learn from women, uh, it just says that there's a big gap. And we need, as men, we need to learn more. Yeah, fear is a very um, powerful thing. I think you guys overall, as a species, are scared to death of us. Just saying. Well, um, Which is why you try so hard to control us. You know, I, I can't disagree with that over that because, you know, like keeping women from voting and stuff like that, that's definitely a, you know, they're trying to keep men there, mm -hmm. keep control of them. So maybe maybe that is. I don't know. Um, I'm not it's, I'm not going to quit working because of it, though. No, I, I didn't say you should. And Just I'm, to have, um, you know, the amount of respect and, and pay we deserve. Yeah. Okay. Those, is, those are things that have to change. So, yeah. so um, getting on to uh, what we need to change, yeah. um, we do need to increase um, our self-awareness, our, mm -hmm. our self-management, our critical thinking skills. Big time. Um, critical thinking skills instead of just accepting myths. And critical thinking skills turned inward is what I think um, is... Um, what I think is where the discovery comes where you can see things. And I believe that my work on critical thinking skills is where I finally realized and said these are things that are 
uh, interfering with what I want to You mean interrupting people? Yeah, like interrupting people. I still do it, by the way, every once in a while. It's just that He's I'm more that aware of it, and I, yeah. I do apologize, and I try not to. He's very good at that, yeah. I do get you excited are. about topics sometimes and just have to talk. <laughs> and I appreciate, you know, who doesn't like a good conversation? Exactly. That's why we're doing this. Okay. So, based on that, here are recommendation solutions when it all comes together. Um, do you want to go first, or should I start? Uh, well, something I do to keep um, just my, uh, you know, more I, I call it more, more fluid thinking and just enable me to um, digest things well so that I am more open to, to change is journaling. Uh, I, I journal, if I don't journal seven days a week, um, it's five or six, you know, and it's just, I, I take a couple of minutes after breakfast and um, write down what's pissing me off and write down who I, who and what I appreciate. And I try to, you know, keep, and I, and trust me, uh, Jeffrey knows this. I, I talk about, you know, having a positive attitude and, and all this kind of stuff, but, um, and I don't do toxic positivity. I'm always in a good mood when I get cranky and I'm pissed off about something. I let those, those feelings out and, um, I am resilient enough to, to get over it and move on eventually, you know, usually sooner rather than later. And, um, the, uh, self journaling really, really helps with that. Yeah, I think journaling is very good. I know during times of stress, different times, I would journal. It's mm -hmm. a good relief. Um, I'm out of practice of it lately. I should probably get back to it. Yeah, because it, it, uh, I think it helps dig through some of our unconscious bias because when you see, I am so mad she had this reaction because I chose to do this, this, and this, and then once you see it, it's like, oh, I understand a little bit more. It, it just, you know, whether you choose to change an action or, or not, seeing it in, in another, with another sense helps it sink in better. Yeah. One of the things that I've heard about, and I, I don't know where it came from, whether it was just passing or it was, it was actually recommended. I can't remember. This is one of those things that if you wrote an article on this a long time ago and I read it and that's where the idea comes, kudos to you, uh, group journaling. Yeah. or a manager or a leader. And what group journaling is, is you sit down with a group you work with, your core group, and you each, you kind of discuss what's went on. It's like a debrief, only you kind of write down what it went and you're including your emotions and stuff like that. And then you, that kind of sets the stage for a healthy dialogue and discussion. And um, unfortunately, the reason it's not done more often is people are constantly fighting time, mm -hmm. especially now with COVID. We've got you know, uh, organizations trying to get by with fewer staff. Mm -hmm. They're not making time for these things. And it's a huge short-sighted decision, I believe. I, I happen to agree. You know, you have to, you have to give, give people time to uh, discuss things. And this is a great way to do it. People can really uh, crystallize their thoughts. Yeah. And even if they don't do group journaling, as you said, journaling is important. Um, journaling will help uh, leaders communicate their vision more effectively. It'll help improve their persuasive and inspirational speaking um, points. Um, it'll help them with appropriate responses to stressful situations that may be ongoing. Mm -hmm. And it, it does it, it does make you more aware of your emotions. It's, it's kind of like if you read it, you know, you got to believe it. Right. Right. Especially if you wrote it. Excuse me, wrote it. <laughs> sure. Sure. Okay. Okay. Um, any strategies? I have four strategies, four of them, and they're key. Four key strategies for enhancing um, 
I lost my place. Thank you, because obviously I'm reading this. Four key strategies for enhancing self-awareness and emotional intelligence. Because as we were, as we've been talking about for the past half an hour, they are pretty much the same thing. One, take positive action. Um, to, you know, do something. Be proactive. Don't just complain or kvetch, as my people say. Um, and have a positive view of yourself. Know that you are capable and competent. You know, it's it's if you're going to do something, trust yourself. You know, uh, number two, understand yourself. Uh, they always say you can't fall in love or, you know, have uh, a great relationship with anyone else unless you have a great relationship with your yourself. And that starts out with being uh, being truthful with yourself. Get to know yourself and, you know, what your what your triggers are, things like that. Um, because if you see yourself, if you can learn to see yourself as caring and compassionate, uh, et cetera, it increases your motivation to want to stay like that, you know? Um, so you can, you, you can work on your self-esteem by different forms of self-care, whether it's taking a yoga class, meditation, therapy, you know, whatever it is. Uh, number three, hang out with people you like. If you're with supportive people who have your back, you're always going to feel better about yourself. You know, uh, hanging out with, with, with frenemies sucks. So if any relationship causes more ajita than happiness, 86 it. Get rid of it. It's, you know, I've done this. I think we actually talked about this person uh, on an earlier podcast that I just couldn't be friends with her anymore just because of her weirdness. And it, I was so sad. Um, and the fact was, she wasn't supportive. Anyway, last one, accept personal responsibility. If, if you screw up, admit it, you know? Um, and that's it. Those are my, that's my story. It's great. I was laughing because I, I did want to interrupt you on there. Go ahead. Oh, because it was going, <laughs> it just slowed down just a little bit. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't. I held myself in. Thank no, you. don't apologize. It wasn't your issue. It's You're right. Issue. I'm not sorry. That's right. I was slowing down just to make it easier for you to understand. I did because hear you. I know you're not used to you know people who ha who speak uh, with you know who are polysyllabic. I guess you know. Oh wow! That's, I'm up to the P's in the dictionary. That is great. Okay. So anyway, my final points: uh, critical thinking is important uh, in terms of uh, making a breakthrough in terms of your emotional intelligence. And um, the world is adapting, and if you want to be um, successful, um, uh, adapting with it is really important. And also, it's, it's just makes life better. Well, like they say, the only constant is, is change. And sometimes you have to force yourself to be a little bit more fluid, and that's why they say you just got to go with the flow. Very, very good. All and right. we've gone with the flow on this one, uh, this episode I think of we're Good done. Souls. Yeah. And uh, did we did we just talked over each other as opposed to interrupting? So we've just both basically ignored each other, which is how we usually are. So. <laughs> Thanks for spending time with us. You know what? If you ever want to talk to us off this uh, podcast, um, you know, just look at the contact info, ask us questions. We do what do we do? We do keynotes, programs, all that uh, fun stuff, and you get to have us like this. Yay. <laughs> Live and in person. Or virtual, whichever you want. That's right. All right. We are out. Thanks for playing with us today. Thanks. See you next time. You've been listening to the Biz Souls Podcast with your hosts, Rona Lewis and Jeffrey Hansler. Did you have fun? Subscribe, rate, and leave a review. 
It's very much appreciated. Talk to you next week.